Hi guys, Paul from the Innovation Community here. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm here with Kimberly Tableman, Head of Patient Engagement at GSK. Uh, Kimberly is a life sciences R&D leader and an accomplished transformational business and technology executive. So great to have you with us. Thanks, Paul. Just tell us a little bit about yourself in a few words to start with. Um, well, I would definitely say I'm a, a change agent and a transformational leader in the R&D space, and I'm very passionate about transforming drug development. I spent the last several years as the head of digital clinical trials working through um, what it would look like to transform how we do drug development and really looking to cut the time to create um, and develop medicines from seven to ten years down to the, the goal would be three to five year um, time horizon. And central to that is obviously putting the patient right in the middle um, and really focusing in on their needs first. Um, and so I have a, a great deal of passion around that, um, focusing on supporting patients at the point of their diagnosis all the way through their healthcare journey um, well beyond their uh, participation in a clinical trial. And where did your career in digital and data really start? So my whole career truly has been technology focused. So I, I did start um, with an undergraduate degree in management information systems. And my hypothesis at the time was that technology was going to in, underpin really everything and, and every industry. Um, so I didn't have a clear idea at that time that I would end up in, in healthcare and life sciences, but I knew that technology was going to be key and instrumental. Um, and then fast forward, you know, probably about 15 years into my career, I went back to school and um, did a master's program in information and knowledge strategy at Columbia University. And that was really all about how large um, corporate entities leverage data much more effectively to derive insights um, and, and really to help facilitate better business. And what really interests you about working in the technology space? I just think technology is an enabler at the end of the day. Um, I think everything that we do, um, you know, requires some, some level of enablement and technology really allows us to do that. And, and I, I say it that way because my first focus is always on what are the business problems that we're trying to solve. And sometimes the solution is technology and sometimes it's not. So I'm very, um, I'm very aware of that, and I um, am passionate about solving the problem. Again, whether it is a technology solution or it's not, what's the best approach to solving the business problems that face us? Great. And you mentioned that you've been working in, in data for, for many years now. What are some of the major successes that you've achieved throughout that time? Um, I think that when I was at Pfizer, um, I started talking about how we could use data in a quality management system more from a proactive perspective. So at the time, we were managing quality in a very reactive space, which meant how many quality issues or events were we having, and then managing it from that perspective. And I really started a, a conversation um, and then a transformation to using data to proactively manage the business process to hopefully reduce the number of quality events. Um, so that is an example. It was, it was very successful and, and well-received within the industry. Um, in addition, I then um, moved over to GSK. I actually started as a clinical data domain owner 
uh, prior to taking the digital clinical trials role. And again, I was at the forefront of defining how we could use clinical trial data. At that time, it was focused on historical clinical trial data to better inform how we design protocols, um, as well as just derive other insights more generally. And tell me about a time that you affected change in a major organization. I think that both of those would be um, examples uh, that I just mentioned, but in addition, certainly the digital clinical trials role and really talking the organization through at a very senior level what it would look like to transform drug development. Um, so there was a fairly, I would say, disruptive you know, roadmap created that, said, that says, you know, this is how we can do things very differently than we have historically. Um, I put forth a proposal with a, a colleague in vaccines around removing even the concepts of EDC and CTMS. And from a clinical trials perspective, um, all folks would know that those are the core clinical systems. And so the idea was, how do we get to leveraging a more integrated data platform? Um, so that would be one example where it was, it was rather... Um, it was rather disruptive, but it's an idea that I'm still pursuing to this day. Yeah, and I think that not just in the healthcare space, this change can be harder to implement, but especially in R&D and, and clinical trials as well. It's, it's something that people are very hesitant to do. So glad to see you've had some, some successes there. How are you currently leveraging technology to your advantage? And what effects do you think that this will have on the landscape over the next few years? Well, I think that we're continuing to evaluate solutions. Um, one thing that I'm very conscious of is that we do have a ways to go from where we are currently to achieving that future state vision. So, for example, um, we're still working through challenges with things like ECOA, your, your clinical outcomes assessments, and your patient-reported outcomes. Um, we're still working through issues and challenges with technology uh, like e-consent. Um, so within GSK, we have a, a small number of studies that's currently using e-consent, but that needs to be expanded much more broadly. So I think the balance is constantly trying to um, work through the current state issues in technology that's readily available with also a vision and an eye towards the future and what is possible um, and helping to use experimentation to drive us in that direction. Absolutely. And uh, what was the biggest impact do you think you made on a transformation? Um, well, I hope that my energy and my passion, my tenacity and, and resilience, um, I, I hope that comes through and I hope that's the value that I bring. Um, because I do think that these types of transformations, just to be candid, are very, very difficult. Um, this is not easy. You know, uh, we are trying to disrupt not only our own company, but also an industry. Um, there's really a need to change holistically how um, we run clinical trials in life sciences. I think there's a need to really grab onto this idea of um, the patient, you know, and, and that their, um, their health journey is theirs um, and that we are, are, are merely a conduit and, and, um, and part of that journey with them. And that is a very different way of thinking about things. I, I tend to remind people, you know, every once in a while that it wasn't that long ago that we called people subjects in the context of a clinical trial. So we've come a long ways from that to now calling people patients. But I think we need to get to the point where we're all just people on a healthcare journey 
and how is GSK, um, as well as any other healthcare you know, company, positioned to help people along that healthcare journey? And, and you brought up a really good point there that, that change is difficult. How do you engage and communicate with other leaders on these issues? I think it's important at this point, I think a lot about telling stories. Um, I think stories really resonate with people. And so I try to, um, you know, you're sitting in a boardroom and you're having a conversation and I, tr- I constantly try to bring the patient's voice alive in those conversations. Um, so, you know, you try to get people to sit back and, and think for a moment, you know, if they had just been diagnosed with some form of cancer, what would that feel like? What would they need? You know, what kind of state of mind would they be in? And, um, and that seems to be, you know, helpful and does resonate on some level. And where do you see the biggest opportunity for improvement in your own organization right now? Um, I think that, um, I guess not being fearful of trying new things and, and being willing to learn, you know, from them. I think there is definitely a comfort level, um, not only within, you know, GSK, but again, within the industry at large, there's a comfort level with how we've always done things. And so I think this idea of doing things in a new way or in a different way Um, it's just something that we have to get comfortable with. And it doesn't mean that we're not a highly regulated environment. We, we clearly are, um, as are, there are many other, you know, highly regulated environments like financial services that has had to innovate over the years. Um, and so I think we have to just keep overcoming those barriers or those natural tendencies to, to go back to what's more comfortable versus trying something new and at least seeing if it works or if the hypothesis stands up. And you know, this question, um, I like it, it tends to get to the, the, the root. What was the, the biggest mistake that you made throughout your successful career? Oh, <laughs> I know that one right away. Um, so I have historically had this approach that is very logic driven and I, I call it two plus two equals four. And I have learned that that's just not an accurate assessment. <laughs> Um, and it certainly is in a way to drive um, change within an organization. I don't think you can always make a logic-based argument for transformation. I think there are uh, several different components. Um, one is, is you have to understand your audience um, and what's in it for them. And, and there are different types of audiences that you will meet audiences that are very open to change and transformation. You will meet other audiences that are extraordinarily resistant. And how you frame that messaging to them really matters. It makes a difference. Um, so I would say that's one, you know, mistake that that I have made, you know, historically. Um, and then I think the the other lesson that I've learned that I've now started to employ is really around storytelling. Um, because again, if you go with the logic place two plus two, it's like we should just do this, and and that's not it doesn't really get to people's, you know, underlying emotion or, or helping them put themselves in somebody else's shoes and really be able to put on the empathy piece maybe that's needed um, to create change. Um, so that's another piece that I learned along the way and, and I've started to try to employ just to bring that to life a bit more. Hmm. And whether it's on that or, or maybe something else, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? 
I'm thinking I've received so much. I've had amazing mentorship, you know, um, over the years. Um, I think probably, you know, uh, be you, be authentically you and, and bring, you know, what makes you unique um, to the table and leverage that to try to bring about the change that you wish to see in the world um, is probably the best piece of advice that I ever received. I think early in my career, maybe even mid-level, you know, I kind of looked up to see who I wanted to be like or emulate. And I think it was at a certain point that I realized that being me and being the leader that I am um, is, is the best possible, you know, kind of leader um, to be and, and the most authentic. And what are you curious about right now, whether it's a piece of technology or, you know, what the company's doing right now? I am curious whether, um, whether the, disrus- the disruption and the change that I wish to see, you know, in the world, um, I'm curious whether that's going to end up coming, uh, coming about internally or if that's going to come from external disruption. Who is your favorite thought leader or, or, or author or influencer? Um, right now, recently, I've been reading uh, Brene Brown, and I took my whole team through a series of her books. Um, and so, and her research, and, and I love her work because it's all founded on, on research, but um, it's about vulnerability. It's about braving the wilderness. It's about um, being in the arena, um, you know, and, and, and the strength that it takes to continue to persist um, and, and kind of know, you know, where you need to go or where we need to get to and, um, be able to bring, you know, others along on that journey. So I would say I'm very, um, I'm very interested in, in her work and I've done a lot of work with it this year. And last question, what advice would you give for aspiring leaders in digital and data? Um, I would say be tenacious. <laughs> um, and, and I would say, you know, this work is a lot of fun. And if you enjoy a good challenge, um, this is the right place to be. Great. That was Kimberly Tableman, Head of Patient Engagement at GSK. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Paul.